This is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Question time on the Sounding Board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to Drinkwise. Dave via X, still getting mad around that, via X. How important in the softening up of Lib leader John Pesuto, that's here in Victoria, was the article in the Herald Sun, in particular the part about how he felt when his dad lost his job from the Trobe Valley Electrical. Yeah, so there's two tactics, Dave. When you can't beat the leader, you've got to warm the alternate. And that's Damo's been a big believer in the warming. And we're seeing that with John Pesuto at the moment. There's an attempt at warming. He's about to get the armchair right. And they they haven't really felt like they've had an alternative for a while, the... um, Papers in Victoria to build. Some people are unwarmable. Yep. Although I used to think that about you, and you've been warmed. <laughs> well, when uh, Matthew Guy got the lobster from the mobster, that was pretty tr- pretty tricky to warm him from there. But uh, si- which was a great line in the, in the paper, by the way. But since since then, John, yes, and the uh, the dad does call upon the empathy card. Pat O via email. Is there nowhere near enough heat as there should be on Bevo's job because journos are now scared to be critical of him after beating up Damo and publicly scolding Tom Morris? I don't think so. I think he gets. I think he's starting to get the criticism that. I'll put this way: the wind was Tom on the weekend, and the people are starting to get a bit uh, wanting results from the Bulldogs. I can't believe it. And I'm not doing this for another reason. It's my belief, and you know me well enough to know I don't put out gratuitous opinions for the sake of it. How is it? that I'm defending beverages over other people. How has that happened? I, I just take the view, eight completed seasons, two grand final outcomes. It's a pretty good record. They're hard to oh, make. Oh, wow. Well, I said this to you last yeah. week. You didn't pick up on it. But I ended up getting into an argument with Kane Corns over- You think the media are too hard on him? No. I just I get why the club recontracted him is how the conversations right. I've got involved in. So you'd have recontracted him? I would have recontracted yep. him, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a relationship with the guy- he doesn't like me. I don't like him. But I feel in terms of what the Bulldogs had to do when they chose to recontract, yep. I felt they had no choice but to, yeah. just to see it out one more time. Okay. And he is, and again, I don't mean this to be another layer of support for him, but after round 21 with three matches they're in still this in the season, they're, they're, they're in the top eight. And yes. it's it's quite competitive. They're still on the dance floor, that's for yeah. sure. Hachi, this is posed to you from Mysa on email. He wants us or me to bring up when you were thrown in the water by the Bulldogs players. I had a few people hit me up about this. I didn't hear the audio yeah. at the time. It was what? brought up by Nathan Brown on Triple M Friday. Damo he heard it, but may not remember to bring it up. I would have forgotten, my sir. I'm glad you did raise it. Did he I've heard the story. Um, Tony Liberatore came in prior to the game on Friday night. Tony Liberatore, Brownlow medalist, Western Bulldogs, way back in 1989, 1990, I think it was. Um, and raised the fact that he and other Bulldogs players, including Luke Darcy, yep. who was also in the box, uh, picked you up and dumped you off Sorrento Pier yep. in a suit and in the early days of mobile phones. Uh, yep. Yeah. That just came up organically, did it? Or? Uh, my star says here that Nathan Brown brought it up. Maybe he did. Yep. I, I can't remember the origins of the. the I, I've heard I, you tell the story to me off air. I think I've told it on the sounding board. I think I have before. told it on the yeah. sounding board, yeah. Yeah, no, I was thrown off the pier by. A group of bulldogs. It was a summer day. I was in a suit at work, not knowing I was going to go into the beach to interview the bulldogs, and ended up down Sereno Beach on the on the sand doing a piece to camera. And with that, I think it was Jose Ramiro's idea. Uh, Jose, Luke Darcy, Libba, uh, Jose Ramiro. I reckon Steve Critic was there, and maybe Nathan Brown. He would have been one of the outsiders, you know, hangers on. But uh, five or six of them grabbed me and carried me like a pole. 
to the edge of the pier and they threw me in the drink. And I lost my mobile phone forever, went to the bottom of the, of the uh, bay, and uh, the shoes didn't recover too well either. Was it on film? I'm pretty sure it was, yeah. That'd be a pretty big story today. It'd, it'd get a great run in the modern uh, social media times, wouldn't it? Oh, I think yeah. it'd get cut through on traditional media. Let me see if I can track down the vision for you. Can we do that? Yeah. But that's true. And I just took it in. I thought it was a bit of fun. Can we um, have that as a sounding board? Uh, These days you'd be going to HR and, you know. Well, they'd be writing, dis- writing, yeah, they'd, there'd be discipline yeah. action on the club, <laughs> wouldn't there? I mean, for you to, I mean, that's, is yeah, this, how deep was it? Uh, it was a pier, so, you know. I can't picture the Sorrento Pier, yeah. by the way. Was it fairly- is that the one out the front of the pub? No, that's Porty, isn't it? It was, uh, it was, it was good fun at the time. Actually, I can picture this Renault Pier. Yep. Yeah. You would have had a moment of fear. No, no, it was all right. Well, I heard also they were punching you too before they. I had a moment threw of you. fear that the camera wasn't getting the shots. <laughs> uh, this is Owen Leonard's email. <laughs> In Collingwood's media release regarding injuries to Nick Dacos and Nathan Murphy, it took until the last line of the fifth paragraph to mention that Dacos would be out for six weeks. Does bearing the lead really achieve anything? And given this release went on Collingwood's website, are clubs now happy to forfeit? informing their own fans for PR spin. Fair point all round. Um, no point putting in the six paragraphs. Put it in the first paragraph. Unfortunately, he's out for six weeks. Secondly, his name is often forecast. Clubs are now competing against the media for their own information. Yep. Keep so reading. That was a good example. Yeah. Sometimes those things, Owen, are, are written by people who, who aren't. I'm not saying this one was with Collingwood. I don't know the background to it. But sometimes if you're not a journo, you do tend to put the real story down below without even realising you're doing it. Yep. Although... Most things at that footy club are pretty pretty managed and pretty, I'd even say, contrived at times, Hutchie, yep. and I'd be surprised if that was indeed the reason for that. Uh, are the Round 24 standalone time slots a preview for 2025 and beyond, asks Ben Bryan. I don't necessarily think so, but they're a step forward. Like getting clean air for a game is awesome. It's not. A, it's not never going to change, Ben. We we felt that coming out of COVID, we would have this you know this ability to to fixture matches only two or three weeks in advance. We, we, we quickly revert to type in life. We certainly do in the AFL. If you recall, we basically had a full fixture of matches for around 15 until they reset it and, yep. and then reconfigured it. But no, no, we'll, we'll never get a movable feast and when it comes to fixturing. And it's only on the Sunday. There's two OLAV games on the Saturday on the round 24. The Sunday's awesome. 12.30, 3.20 and 6.10. I, I, I feel the 6.10 could be the way of the future. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of the Sunday night game too. Imagine that, finishing about quarter to nine. I like the early Sunday lunch game too. Early Sunday? Yeah. yeah. 12.30 Sunday, perfect. Yeah, okay. Ash Oaks, email. What are your opinions on why in 2023 with ridiculous amounts of time and money pumped into professional sport, there continues to be horrendous decisions made by umpires, match review officers, the AFL, etc.? England getting a new pill after 40 overs. Took Miller's squirrel grip initially going unpunished. The port concussion debacle. These things are happening in sport every week. Video reviews have improved. Zero sports, in my opinion, muddy the waters. Well, speak to your great, cynicism. That is a great um, email from Ash Oaks. You agree, obviously? Yeah, I do. Yep. I do. Okay, well, the Took Miller thing was almost a cover-up yep. until, until the player who had his... Um, Dane put them in a horrible position where they had to do something. And I'm glad he yep. did. I'm glad he did. Because if he was the one being accused of the act, we know how it would have happened. The England um, ball dis- the England decision ball was a disgrace. <laughs> Absolute disgrace. I saw, was it Ben Horn wrote, it may have been a five-year-old ball Mate. from a different batch. And then as for the port concussion, I think it's a really good point by uh, Ash. Uh, Jared Moore. 
Damo always complains about racing Victoria. How would he try and fix what he thinks is wrong? Surely he has a solution given his constant criticism. Did you? F- I, I did want to talk about that in the main body this week. Um, what I would do, Jared, is is not institute the team's racing proposal that seems no, to. Your, your view is don't do something rather than is what I do instead. No, I tell you what I do. I, I I just have a look at what Peter Volandis has done in New South Wales and just try and get a semblance of the relevance that he's given that code in the time frame he's been there, as opposed to the semblance of mediocrity. In fact, chunk of mediocrity that we've headed down the path over here in Victoria. Molly Fudd says Damo claims and hasn't backed away from the argument that the Hawks committed a form of tanking by trading and paying Tom Mitchell to the Pies. The Hawks not only destroyed the Pies, but beat them 18-3. to Yes, 18-3 in centre clearances. Isn't it time for Damo to admit he got it completely wrong? Oh, oh my God. Molly, I'll just refer you back to late in the most recent main main body of the sounding board. Hutchie and I, we've had a Color Blues this year. We had another one then. Um, Molly, I'll just leave you with this. Last time I checked the ladder, Hawthorne's sitting 16th, and they're still two games behind the 15th place team. I'll move on. Jez via X. Great take out the trash by Dan. Re fouls on Saturday, only to be immediately topped by the ACT prosecutor resignation on Sunday. Thoughts? Who did it better? Um, I think Saturday night's the ultimate trash time. That's a deep question from Jez. Victoria did it better. Yeah, the ACT prosecutor in the Brittany Higgins case. Yeah. I mean, we we wouldn't even, I didn't even table it to talk about, but what a fascinating just political story that that is. And when I say fascinating, for, for all the wrong reasons. Stephen Crow. Last one. Kane Corns has an ability to set agendas while taking no prisoners. However, when it comes to his own team, most recently with Alir and Jones, he lays down his guns when ordinarily he would come out firing. Does his conflict of interest hurt his brand? He is conflicted in this one. Even I said this on air. It doesn't hurt his brand, but I... It doesn't hurt his brand. But I did have a uh, go at him last night on Footy Classified about his blind spot being Port, similar to what I think Caro's blind spot is Richmond. Some people um, with their passion for their club are perhaps not always as objective as could be seen. And I think, uh, God love Kane, I'm only having a bit of fun, but but I think he's a little... uh, Blinking when it comes to port at times. One more, because I get asked this a lot to ask you. Alistair Thompson on email. Hutchie, as a radio mogul, and that's what the Herald Sun calls you now, do you think we'll ever see the day where we can listen to a radio call while having the TV coverage match up automatically without the need to stop and start repeatedly to manually sync up the coverage? Radio offers a great product, but would surely be let down by this. I think there's a fair bit of work going on in this space, Alistair. So, yeah, I do think we'll see I'll jump in. It will never happen, Alistair. It will never be able to happen. Uh, It will, and not too far away. And and the broadcasters, the last thing the the TV broadcasters would want is for that to be able to be done. So, Alistair, dream on. Not happening. It will, and not far away. Yep. (laughs) It's 2023, and it's not happening, and it never will. That was question time for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to drink wise. Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board Questions with Hutchie and Damo. Send us your questions via Twitter or Facebook at Sounding Board EP. Hit the sign up button on Facebook to receive our weekly email and subscribe to, rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts.